0: America and Bible prophecy. What's happening in our country? What's going on? Why are these things happening so quickly? Um, you saw it in the title. A few of the things we're going to be covering today: number one, digital currency; number two, artificial intelligence; um, the global elites. What are they doing? What's the plan? Um, why all the? Why are they rubbing our faces in perversion? And Finally, um, as the Bible calls it, pestilence. What's going on in this nation and around the world, but specifically, I want to talk about America in light of Bible prophecy. And so I'm going to show you some things from scripture that are going to help you understand what's going on right now and prep you. There's no reason that anyone should feel, any Christian I should say, there's no reason any Christian should feel fear in their spirit. There's no reason that any Christian should feel anxiety or worry in their spirit. As you'll remember, we say this often, we've got a spirit of faith. We've got a spirit of joy. We've got a spirit of peace. And as somebody said on X last night, and we've got a spirit of increase. And I I agree. We have a spirit of faith, a spirit of joy, a spirit of peace, and a spirit of increase. There's no reason that you should feel any kind of fear, anxiety, or heaviness When we talk about these things, let me remind you right off the bat, uh, that the Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so don't ever allow yourself to feel heaviness, anxiety, fear. It's that's not for you. You've got a spirit of faith. You've got a spirit of peace. And so when we cover these things today, we're not doing it to put people in a state of fear. No, we're showing you from the Bible how these things have already been prophesied ahead of time. That God knew he's not taken off guard. You know, he's not up in heaven. I can't believe this is happening. Jesus, did you know this was coming? I had to, no. God is not taken off guard by these things. Good morning, Caitlin. Good morning, everybody. He knows He gave us Bible prophecy. So we're asking the question, uh, what does Bible prophecy have to say about what's going on right now? Where are we in this timeline? What's next? What's next? And so uh, I I do want to cover these, at least these five things, whatever we may have time for today, but do me a favor, share this, get it out there. Let people see uh, that there is number one, um, a word from God that's true eternally. This stuff is like, people think, you know, well, the Bible's just another holy book. No, it's not. This is a book that was able to accurately prophesy the future to a place that doesn't even make sense with accuracy that doesn't even make sense. And, and this is not just another quote unquote, holy book. This was breathed out of God's mouth and is giving us secrets about the future. Morning, John. And so I want to hit these, um, obviously Uh, And we'll go to 1 John 4 to start today, 1 John 4, 4, uh, but I'll read before the fourth verse uh, to show you what we're talking about. The Bible says, uh, I'll start with verse 1, 1 John 4, 1, dear friends, don't believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person's not from God. Such a person has the spirit of Antichrist, this is 2,000 years ago, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. So when you hear me say words like antichrist or anti-god or whatever, that's not a new thing. That's not something that happened, you know, within the last few hundred years we've been seeing an antichrist spirit. No. This is written 2000 years ago and it's and the John writes to the church here and it's already here. Spirit of antichrist is already here. So, it's not new. Verse 4 says, "But you belong to God, my dear children." And you've already won a victory over those people. Who? Those with spirits of antichrist. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Than the spirit who lives in the world. So there it is. There's a reason you should not feel afraid, but also should not feel or be ignorant of what's going on in the world. You should not be ignorant of the spirit of antichrist and what's happening through the spirit of Antichrist. So you say, wh- wh- how in the world do these things play in scripturally? I mean, the Bible was written 2,000 years ago for the New Testament and older for the Old Testament. And look, it's 2023. Look at the things that are going on. How could it pertain? Bible prophecy told us ahead of time what was coming. And um, I've been looking into these things because it's extremely interesting to see. Um, what the Bible says in regards to this, what prophecy says in regards to this. So I've been really looking into things like artificial intelligence. I've been looking into things like digital currencies um, and things like that, because first of all, it's extremely interesting. But secondly, uh, it will facilitate portions, in my opinion, it'll facilitate portions of Bible prophecy. Remember this, when Jesus Comes to rapture the church, and I do believe in the rapture of the church if you're wondering. I do believe in the rapture of the church that will take place before the tribulation. I know not everybody believes that. I do. I do. Um, the reason I believe that is because the tribulation, uh, or what's described in the book of Revelation that's happening to the world, uh, is the wrath of God. And believers are not appointed unto wrath, whether it's eternal wrath in hell or the wrath of God poured out on the earth. And if you look through the Bible, uh, God's people were not subjected to wrath when God was punishing wicked people. Whether it be in Egypt, when he punished the Egyptians, whether it be when Noah preached to his generation and then God destroyed them for their wickedness, Noah was not subjected unto that. Lot and his family were not subjected to God's judgment in Sodom and Gomorrah. And in fact, in all these portions of um, scripture, God's people were protected before judgment came or began, before it happened, not during it, before it. So that's why I believe God continues his pattern and that God will uh, bring his people into a place of protection before judgment ever begins. And so um, as I'm looking at this stuff and understanding, you know, Jesus is coming soon and what are we seeing happen in the earth? It's, it's amazing to think about the fact that when the rapture takes place, it will launch us in to an extremely quick timeline. You know, we believe, of course, the, that the tribulation seven-year period. So it's going to launch an extremely quick timeline of what the Bible says will happen. The devil's not going to have 50 years to set up his system. He's not going to have uh, 100 years to put the... Um, infrastructure in place. Ted Milton said Scarface called, he wants his shirt back. (laughs) Scarface is on the line. Um, The devil's not gonna have a hundred years to put his infrastructure together. These things will have to already be in place. These technologies will already have to exist in order for things the Bible prophesied to happen that quickly. So you say, what are you talking about? Well, you know the plan. You know the plan of the elites. It's already being talked about right now, right? Um, one world. You you can see the phrase one world. I remember the first time I saw it in an airport. It blew my mind. It felt like I, I felt like I was uh, in the future. I was like, man. And I, I believe it was what American Airlines, United, part of the One World Alliance. I think it's American Airlines, and it said on it says right on the side sign, part of the One World Alliance. And I looked at it and I was like, dang, they're they're saying it. Oh, now it's all the airlines. airlines. Part of the One World Alliance. Alaskan Airlines, American Airlines, British Airways, Pacific Pacific Airlines, who else? Qatar, Qatar, well, obviously, Qatar Airlines, Japan (laughs) Japan Air. So all these, huh, Caribbean, Caribbean and Fiji, all these part of what? The One World Alliance. And I remember I passed an American Airlines, I was actually on an American Airlines flight, and they had their logo on the wall, and it said right underneath, part of the One World Alliance. And I thought, are you serious? They're already just saying these things. that's well, not like it's some hidden uh, conspiracy theory that's under, you know. No, there's a plan to go to a One World system. <laughs> and the airlines are already saying they're a part of the One World Alliance there's a plan to go to a one world government, a one world religion if you read the bible and a one world economy, a one world economy. And so what are you, in order to facilitate something that large and that complex, you need technologies in place to make it happen or else it's impossible to make it happen. And as we've been speeding forward literally at the speed of light going forward in technology. I should, I should find this. There's this, um, there's this law that a scientist came up with that talks about how quickly technology doubles upon itself. And it's like, it used to be, you know, like every 10 years, technology doubles. And then it moved to like every five years, two years, technology doubles. And now it's so fast. It is so fast. Um, like with, with artificial intelligence, like over the last, um, I just read this, over the last two months, 3,000 new AI tools have been developed. In the last two months, 3,000 AI tools have been developed in two months. Like, it's, it's mind boggling, or as Michael Scott said, mind boggling, how, how, how fast these things are happening. How fast? And these technologies continue to increase at lightning speed and it will facilitate. For example, something like people always wonder, like, how how could you go to Revelation 13 and really believe that there's going to come a day where the spirit of Antichrist can control anything that you buy or sell? You know, and if you don't have the mark on your right hand or in your forehead that uh, you'll, you'll be able to buy. How could they ever do something like that? I can, I can tell you that when, back when I was living in Virginia Beach, I went into one of our grocery stores. Now, this is like, you know, years ago. I'm talking, this is probably 15, 20 years ago. Um, I went into one of our grocery stores, and they had installed something brand new. And this was, think about this, two decades ago. I walked in, and they had a way now, anybody that came through could pay for their groceries by fingerprint. By fingerprint. And this was like 20 years ago. And so I walk into this, uh, what is it that we have there? It's Farm Fresh and what's the other one? Food Lion? It was Farm Fresh or Food Lion. I walk in and they had it set up at the register. All you gotta do is put your finger on, scan your fingerprint, pays for all of your groceries. And I thought, man, at that time I was like, this is insane how, how close we're getting to this place where, you know, Cash is unnecessary. And of course, if you look at what people are saying and how the government, the direction the government wants to go, it's a cashless society. It's a cashless society. Everything digital. Why do you think that there's such a a massive interest in blockchain technology and cryptocurrency and digital payment technology? It's because that's the future that they wanna push a cashless society with what? A digital payment system. Now, as we've already seen in the last three years, a digital payment system is, is a dangerous thing because it is extremely controllable. It's extremely, it's extremely easy to manipulate a digital payment system. All you have to do, see, because remember this, all digital payment systems are privatized. Right. They're all privatized, which means that um, as we saw during the trucker convoy in Canada. It was what GoFundMe that held the money. GoFundMe made a decision that they were going to hold all of the donations that were given to the truckers via GoFundMe and basically took the money. And said, if you don't claim your money for a refund within a certain period of time, we're keeping the money and we'll give it to a charity of our choice. And so when something happened in Canada that the government did not agree with, a privatized digital payment system made a unilateral decision that we're not going to release the funds to the people that were sent funds and held back that supply from the truckers that were on strike. That's what happens, you know. When when they announced, who was it? Was it Venmo or PayPal that announced that if you if you put things on social media that they didn't agree with, that they would deduct a fine from your PayPal account? I think it was PayPal. They obviously dropped that shortly after because they were like, obviously that's a, that's insane. But basically, if you had quote unquote misinformation on your uh, social media that they found, they could fine your PayPal account and deduct a fine for you posting misinformation uh, on your social media. Now, let me tell you something. If that is not moving toward the direction of global one world control, I don't know what is. Where you can't even say what you want. Think about it. PayPal doesn't run the social media companies. It's not their company. It's not their company. But they're saying if they're alerted, that you posted misinformation. Now they, they reversed the, uh, that announcement later because I'm sure there was tons of outcry. That's insane, that's absolutely insane. And so uh, you can see though how easy it is to manipulate. Well, why do you think there's been such an interest in blockchain technology and cryptocurrency? Because it causes transactions to become untraceable. And why do you think that the governments of the world, Canada just pushed for something. We played the video not long ago on a broadcast. Canada pushed for something. They said we're perfectly poised right now to go to a full digital uh, system in Canada. And not just digital for payments, digital for ID, everything. Everything rolled into one. And they announced it, that they want to go that direction. They said the banks of Canada are perfectly positioned right now to go for the citizens to this one uh, digital system that would hold medical information, identification, payment system, all those things, all those things. We played the thing. I don't even know if it's still in there. That thing that we had from that, that girl that was on TikTok living in Australia that was the reporter and said how happy she was to get her chip and all that stuff. And people that think that it's uh, conspiracy theory are nuts. And she posted another one like three weeks later. She's like, I'm locked out of my apartment. I can't buy anything. This was the biggest mistake of my life. You know? And I I told people when I played it, whether or not that's, that's accurate. I don't know, but that shows you how it can function, shows you how it can function. People think, Oh man, it's really convenient. Yeah. It's convenient until it doesn't work for you. And they don't allow, it's like, man, having an electric car is really convenient. What people don't recognize is, that I'm not, you know, if you think that someone's a conspiracy theorist because of the fact they show you where manipulation and control could happen, then what you are is naive. What you are is naive. For example, what do you think when you look at these things like Face ID, digital payment technology, Um, NFC, which is near field communication chips that are in your iPhone, that are in your Apple watch that you can, why do you think Apple pay works or Google pay works or Samsung pay? Why do you think that that works wirelessly? There's a chip in that phone called an NFC chip. That means near field communication. That's why when you hold it up to the reader and it scans your face and gives you a check mark and pulls your card up and pays, that's why that you can hold your watch out and pay Uh, at Starbucks or board your plane or whatever else. There's an NFC chip that's in your watch, that's in your phone, uh, that's in your tablet that allows you to make these kinds of transactions. All they would have to do, and this is not like it's hard, it's been done since the 90s. All they would have to do is implant some kind of technology like that inside of your body. It becomes biotechnology. It goes into your hand. It goes into your forehead. That's not new. If you think this is conspiracy theory, let me show, tell you something. That's not new. The first families that did that as a test did it in 1996 in the state of Florida. As there was a company that was called Verichip Corporation. They had to rebrand under the name Positive ID Corporation. Um, but that they were putting um, RFID chips and testing the implants into people's hands and into their bodies to keep their, it was the size of a grain of rice, to keep their medical information, their financial information, their identity information, all those things. And then they rebranded and re- reincorporated into the Positive ID Corporation. This is not new. This is something that's been happening since the 90s, and I'm sure the technology developed before that. Because um, who knows, for example, what, how far ahead governments are with their technology. I can tell you this, when, I, when the iPhone first came out, 2007, that's the first iPhone, 2007, I had the very first one on the very first day it released, and I talked to Navy SEALs that were in our church that had been in the SEAL teams since the 80s, and they said, do you know that we had technology like that in the government in the late 80s, we had devices like an iPhone where we could send communications back to headquarters from the field. So who knows? I mean, that's, that's what, 20 years later? So I'm sure commercial and, and civilian technology is at least 20 years um, behind what government technology is. So who knows what types of technology they have now, but this is not, what what I'm telling you on this broadcast is not new stuff. This is not new technology. It's been in existence. These things have been being developed for decades. And so they're not, they're not new. Um, Lynn Ann says, did you ever notice the face ID on the iPhone won't work unless it can see your eyes clearly? That's not actually true. They, they've gotten it to now where you can have glasses on and it'll still open your phone. Have you seen that, Alex? You can, you can open your phone. It'll learn, it'll learn your facial features with sunglasses on. It learned, it learned your facial. This is crazy. It learned to still use your facial features with a mask on. They had it opening with a mask on, so it actually is a learning technology. Just like it learns your fingerprint, it can learn. It learns your facial features using uh, lidar. It shoots because li- all it does, if you don't know how that technology works, there's a lidar um, sensor right here in the front of your phone. It throws little dots out from that thing, and it, it, it graphs a shape with those it paints basically lidar dots on your face and graphs a shape so that it can see the shape of your face from your phone and so that's how it's looking at your facial features and stuff so it's it's pretty amazing technology but it's not new it's been around so one of the things that's uh mind-blowing is when you look at digital currencies why do you think that the government has so badly and wanted to get into blockchain technology and have their own blockchain? It's because they understand that that technology can be a threat to the one world system. Because if you have, do you know the only way that that cryptocurrency truly is traceable is when you make your withdrawals or when you have your, uh, you know, when you, ha- when you have the, the actual amounts in your wallet, or you make the withdrawals from the wallet. The transactions themselves are done on a blockchain where they're untraceable transactions. Why do you think that's such a threat to the government to have untraceable transactions? They want everything trackable and traceable. That's why they want a cashless society. They don't want you to be able to make transactions with cash that the government doesn't know about, that the, that the government can't track and trace. They don't want that. They want everything to be done digitally that they have a record that they can go through. And then, once, that, once you're in that place, if you think, well, that's just a bunch of conspiracy theory. If you think that, that's such a naive way to think. Because, um, remember this, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Put it in the comments. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. When you have people that can do whatever they want, whenever they want. So well, there's checks and balances and, and everything. And you know, why do you, let me, let me tell you something that's, this is in print, okay? Why do you think Edward Snowden had to move to a country with non-extradition laws? Why do you think? Read the book he wrote about himself called Permanent Record, and you'll figure out why Edward Snowden, if you don't know who Edward Snowden is, Google it, WikiLeaks. He's the one that leaked all of that government information and then had to move to a country where there's non-extradition laws where they wouldn't send him back to be prosecuted because because he saw what kind of deception and wickedness was happening in the United States government, that they were using legal precedents from early on in the uh, 80s um and the patriot act to spy on united states citizens no question about it it's not like it's it's conspiracy theory it's happening he wrote the code that compiled the data and scraped the data and that's how he found out what was going on because he saw reports that had been released to the public from the fbi and cia and then saw the ones they released and then his his um code that he wrote that was scraping data for the CIA and the FBI found the same documents for, for their own use that were redacted, and he saw that they weren't even the same documents. What they were releasing to the public that they said was what they did in the report, it was completely the opposite in the in-house documents. He said, you know the fear that comes over you when you find a, a government document that you and probably three other people have seen in the world? He said, your, your, the, your life flashes before your eyes. And so when he saw what was going on, illegally in our nation, he, he leaked it and left. Because he said, I am a patriot. I do believe in that, that I love my country and the citizens of this country, and they need to know what's happening to them. And so, you know, there's people that know what the NSA is, but they have no idea what the NRO is. That's the National Reconnaissance Office. We know what the, you know... NSA is, everybody talks about that, but nobody talks about the National Reconnaissance Office. There are plenty of things happening that people either don't care about or just don't know about. And this is all prophecy. How can you have what, that, what the Bible says will come to pass without that kind of control? You can't. In fact, I'll say this, you can't have a one world system and government as long as there are still strong independent nations in operation in the, in the world. Why do you think that there's a concerted effort to bring America down? If you look at the people that that are making decisions for our nation, you would think, it's like one person said, how would an enemy of our country make any different decisions than the people who say they're for our country are making? An enemy of the country would make the same decisions to bring the country deeper in debt, to try to weaken the nation, downsize the military. I mean, all of the things that you've seen presidents do over the last you know, five administrations, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Well, there's an obvious plan. It's not like it's nobody knows what's going on. There's an obvious plan. And so when you look at things like digital currency, why would there need to be digital currency? Why would there need to be that functionality? It's because it can be controlled. It can be controlled, it can be manipulated. There's no question about that. And the Bible says manipulation will come through that avenue. That no one will be able to buy or sell unless they have that mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Could that be some form of digital payment system? Could it be that? I think it will go that direction because how else will you, how else will you control the infrastructure of a world economy if it's not through that? How else? Right, exactly right, Cora. So, so what happens is, and you see this happening in other countries, you know, China has a social credit score. So what do you do when your social credit score runs too low and they say, sorry, we're looking at our, our uh, database here, your social credit score is too low, we can't let you board the plane, you don't have access to even domestic travel until your social credit score goes back to a certain number. You know, if you talked about social credit scores in the 80s or 90s, you were just labeled a conspiracy theorist. Now there's countries that have them in place. There's countries that already have them in place. So what, what would happen? If they said to you, sorry, your social credit score needs to come up. So how do, you, how do you raise your social credit score? By doing the things the government says that you should be doing. And if you do something opposite of what the government says you should be doing and people report you or whatever else, your social credit score drops and there may be penalties. Maybe you can't buy or sell. Maybe you can't live in a certain area of the city. Maybe you can't do uh, domestic travel. Maybe you can't board a train or a plane. Maybe you can't get a taxi. Maybe they don't allow you to go get gas at the gas station to drive your car somewhere because your social credit score is too low and they're putting a restriction on your travel. Uh, Is that Abanjil? Abanjil? Says what is a social credit score? Think about it as a score that's on your life. Let's say the best you can have is a thousand and the worst you can have is zero. And the decisions you make are scored by the government or by society. And if you do everything that's said, then your social credit score rises. But what if they said, you can't board a plane for domestic travel unless your social credit score is at least a 650 but you're at 575 because you've been speaking out on things you don't agree with that the government's doing, and you've been taking actions that the government views as uh, you know, radical actions or whatever, and then your social credit score keeps on dropping, and now you don't have access. What if they put a, an infrastructure in place that said, and all airlines had access to it, that you can't travel unless, and when you scan your digital ID, it shows your social credit score to the even the person that's boarding the plane. And they say, sorry. I mean, they wouldn't let you get that far. You couldn't get through security to your gate. That's not like it's, oh man, maybe maybe sometime in the year, 3001. No, it's already happening in other uh, countries. And Alex is saying that it's also now tracked by Face ID in China. So their social credit score is tracked by their Face ID in China. They already know where their social credit score is by just scanning their face. When you go to a major city in the United States and in other countries, you're photographed thousands of times a day by security cameras and digital cameras that are in those cities. it's It's already happening. And so, what I want you to understand is, these systems are put in place. Yes, it seems convenient for the people that use them in in, in convenient in situations. But what about when they control it, like they did in Canada just a couple of years ago, when they when they make statements like PayPal did? Then what? Then what? See, the thing that used to be very and I've you know what's crazy? I've said this for years. I've said for years that when the mark of the beast comes, no one's going to fight back against it. People are going to run to get it because it'll look like it's extremely convenient. Because what? Let, let me ask you this way. If you believe in a rapture of the church, how do you think, let me just pose the question to you. How do you think, and you can put your answer in the comments if you want to, how do you think the governments of the world are going to explain You know, let's say everybody that claims Christ as savior goes to heaven, including all Catholics, you know, all, let's say every Protestant and every Catholic left the earth in the rapture. That's 1.8 to 1.9 billion people that will be gone. You know, if it happens at night when people wake up in the morning. So how do you think that the governments of the world are going to explain it? When 1.8 billion people are gone in the twinkling of an eye, what do you think they're going to say on the news? How will they explain that? Billion, you know, almost two million b- billion people are gone from the Earth uh, since last night. I mean, what kind of a, a news broadcast is that going to be? And what will be the story? Elizabeth says they think it'll be aliens. I believe that people are conditioned, their minds are being conditioned by movies and shows and all kinds of stuff to believe things like that. I be, I don't doubt that they'll say that it was aliens. I don't doubt that. What's another thing we're seeing a lot in, in movies and popular culture now? Alternate dimensions. A rift opened up into an alternate dimension and sucked people through. I would not be surprised if they said something about uh, you know, an alternate dimension. People slip through into an alternate dimension. We don't know how to get them back. We don't know where they are. Who knows what they'll say? You saw what people believed during all of 2020. They believed every single thing that was said to them. People will believe it hook, line, and sinker. Not to mention, the Bible says that people that rejected Christ, who's everybody that will not be taken, people that rejected Christ will have a strong delusion that the Lord will bring upon them so that they'll believe a lie. Second Thessalonians will have a strong delusion that they'll believe a lie because they rejected Christ and, God's, and the gospel of God. So people will believe it. So what are they going to say when almost two billion people are gone? So then what happens? What's the next narrative? You need to run down to this place or this place and let us get this chip in you and your family so that we know where you are at all times. You will not be abducted, you'll not be taken. We can protect you and people will run for it. They'll run for it. I'm not letting my kids be taken and disappear. I'm not gonna disappear and get taken out of here. I, I want them, they'll run for it. And it'll seem like safety and it'll seem like health and it'll seem like convenience and people will run for it. Run for it. Let me tell you another thing. When people are on government assistance, what's going to happen? You know how easy it'll be for people that are on government assistance to be manipulated? You can't have Medicare. You can't have your Medicaid. You can't have your social security. You can't have assistance until you get the mark in your right hand or in your forehead. You can't have it. No more, no more handouts until you do what we are asking you to do. That's full out manipulation and it'll happen without question. It will happen without question. One of the questions that people have asked in the past is this. Why isn't America mentioned in Bible prophecy specifically? We're such a strong nation. We're the most powerful nation on earth, arguably. Why aren't we specifically mentioned in Bible prophecy? There have been some who have tried to allude to the fact that there are several passages that could be speaking of America, like the passage that talks about the young lions and all that. Um, But the Bible nowhere specifically mentions. because you understand that truly the story of end times Bible prophecy is not really about America. It's about Israel. It's about Israel and the nations that surround Israel and God and So so you understand America wasn't even a country when the Bible was written, nor was Canada, nor was, you know, England. It was not a country that was referenced in the Bible. And you say, well, then why, why do you think if we're such a strong country that we aren't mentioned in Bible prophecy because God knew what was to come? Is it possible that by the time we get to what the Bible's talking about in prophecy, we'll no longer be either a dominant nation in the world, or that we will be a nation at all? What if by that time we're absorbed by another nation? There are many different explanations as to why we're not mentioned, but one of the main is that the Bible's not about America. The Bible's not about European nations. It's not about that. It focuses on Israel. But it could also be as we move towards a one-world government, a one-world system, that at that time that the Bible's speaking about, America's either no longer a world power or it may not be a nation at that time. Again, I believe with all my heart that the rapture will physically take place before the tribulation begins and we as God's children will be gone. I believe that with everything in me, that we will be gone because we're not appointed under wrath of any kind. And the moment that the Antichrist begins to take control of the world, that is God allowing that to happen as a form of judgment the form of judgment. And so when you look at these things, AI, we're talking about AI, these different things that are being put into place, um, thousands of AI tools being developed, artificial intelligence tools. Has anyone seen the video that came from, um, what is it? Boston um, Dynamics? Is that what it's called? Boston Dynamics, the, the robotics company? In Boston that built the, the robots that ran through the obstacle course and that were doing the dances and stuff. I think it's Boston Dynamics. You can you can search it. But um if you've seen those videos, they're not AI videos. Meaning they, they're not CGI, they're not something that's done by artificial intelligence. Um, but they are AI robots in that they're programmed to see Boston Dynamics. Yeah, Boston Dynamics is a robotics company uh in New England that develop these robots. You may have seen them that are able to run through obstacle courses that are able to do, you know, synchronized, they had them doing synchronized dances to music and all this stuff. But when you start to see, um, AI robots like that being able to run through obstacle courses, the question that people begin to ask is, why would these not be developed to send into battle in war? Why would these not be set uh, set up to um, enforce government edicts in the streets? Those kinds of things. We know that the government is already using AI drones in order to do different missile strikes and, and using them in warfare. Why would they not continue on that on that course? I think they will. I think they absolutely will. But when you see all of the AI that's, uh, that, that's and people, if you've not, I saw a couple of people in the comments, like what what what's an artificial intelligence tool? There's all kinds of them now. I mean, the ones that people have probably heard about the most are ones like ChatGPT, which is unbelievable. If you've ever used that, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, you may have seen these apps that have come out where people are doing artificial intelligence art where they're they're having pictures of themselves drawn in different outfits looking like a cartoon or, you know, you probably saw it go through Facebook and Instagram. Everybody posting the picture of themselves in the astronaut outfit that was done by AI and all that stuff. Um, But these tools are being developed to do far more than artwork and far more than machine learning. These machines and these algorithms that are being coded, these databases that are being developed, they're so accurate. My, my nephew, Alex, who's here, um, took these YouTube videos that... Um, that uh, no, I'm sure that was real, Caleb. He said, I'm not sure if it was real. I saw a presentation where AI was learning to decipher information from MRI scans to determine what the brain was thinking when scanned. I'm sure they, they can do things like that. Um, he took, my nephew took my voice from these YouTube videos and fed them to an AI as a a prank and got the AI to model my voice exactly. And when I say exactly, it's mind-blowing how accurate. It it sounded I thought it was me for a second and sent it to one of our workers uh, and as a joke, fired her uh, like it was from me. It was a voice memo message that was sent and fired her like it it was me. She thought it really was me. I thought it was me for a second. It was so realistic that it sounded just like my voice. And so, when we talk about deception running through the earth, if you've ever seen all these deep fake things where people are able to um, mimic someone's face in a video, make it look like it's really that person, now you can really make it sound like it's that person. And there's so much going on that's being developed, but one of the things that's mind blowing is, is that when they can now analyze massive amounts of data at one time, you realize, Corporations are doing this to determine and know and understand what you're going to buy next, what you're going to companies like Amazon can tell you, can tell you the things that you're going to buy next. And they have algorithms that can tell you people that believe this way politically buy all these things so they can look at what you actually buy and know which way you lean politically and know what category to put you in seriously by just looking at what you buy on Amazon. There's algorithms that know all of these things. So it's not (laughs) Lilia with the sad face in the comments (laughs) because she got fired, but you're hired. You're rehired, Lilia. Um, Anybody that looks at these things and thinks, wow, it's just going to be so, as we move into a utopia in the future, these things are going to be used for the good of all mankind. You don't understand the way that the Bible. talks about end times Bible prophecy. There's an agenda. There's an agenda. Now, right now we are using AI tools for the gospel. We are using AI tools for good. We can take this broadcast today, we can throw it into an AI tool right now and it'll chop it up into a bunch of perfectly set up clips for reels and uh, YouTube shorts and TikTok and all of that without a person having to sit there and edit through the whole video. An AI can listen to me preach and teach and cut it perfectly and do all, I mean, there's put the captions on it. We can use AI tools for the gospel, yes. And we are doing that. But on a global scale, you see these things happening. It's moving toward a point where the Bible uh, prophesied we would go. There's no question it's taking place. The Bible will never be proven to be a lie. It's God's word. It's moving towards that point. And what I'm saying is these things had to be in place. They had to be in place. Why do you think they're rubbing perversion in our face? Why do you think that this nation and other nations are rubbing their perversion in our face? That is Bible prophecy being fulfilled. Why do you think there's such a push for the LGBTQIA plus community? Why do you think that's that's the case? Martin Luther King Jr. gets one day and the LGBTQIA plus community gets an entire month of celebration? People who died and gave their lives for this nation get one day And the LGBTQ gets a whole month? People that serve, that may have not died, but took, you know, wounds, they're veterans. They get one day, but the LGBTQ gets a month? You understand what I'm saying? There's a reason. If you looked, and they've done studies on this, they've polled our generation. What percentage of the population do you think is LGBTQ, and because of all the media and the shows and everything we've watched, people are answering, oh, probably 30% of the population, probably 40% of the population. And it's not. What is, that? what is it, like six? Like less than six? I think it's six or less percent of the population claims to be LGBTQIA+. But see, our generation thinks it's far more. Why? Because our faces are being rubbed into it. It's on every show, it's in every movie, it's in every book, it's on all the news. Why do you think? Because they're rubbing it in our face. Rubbing it in our face. So we think, oh, it's everywhere. Oh, everybody's got a friend that's like that. Everybody's like that. Yeah, and they make it trendy and all that. And that's why. That's why. It's Bible prophecy. Jesus said, before I come, before I come, the world will be like it was in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Those two things are very specific. When God looked at the earth in the days of Noah, The Bible said everywhere he looked, he saw violence and corruption. Those two things marked the days of Noah. Did you find the number? That's what I thought, about 6%. 6%. So in the days of Noah, violence and corruption marked that generation. Jesus said, it'll be like that again before I come. But then also, what did he say? The days of Lot marked by sexual perversion. And that's exactly it. That's where we are today. Unashamedly walking the streets, unadulterated sexual perversion everywhere you look, and they're rubbing our faces in it. And Jesus said, "Get ready; it'll be like that right before I come." What did I say? I said Martin Luther King Jr. Got, gets one day of celebration for whatever what, what he did for the civil rights movement. One day and the LGBTQIA plus community gets a whole month. Veterans get one day. We have one day for Memorial Day to remember those that died. If you can't see that there's a forced bias toward that, you're not looking. You're not looking. And and the reason they're rubbing our faces and it's Bible prophecy. It's Bible prophecy. This is what the world will be like when I return. Do you know in Lot's day, There wasn't an LGBTQ community that came to his house when the angels came. The Bible says every man in the city showed up. The twin cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Everyone showed up. (laughs) It wasn't some small community. And Jesus said, that's the way it'll be when I come back. Unbridled sexual perversion. Unbridled corruption. Unbridled violence. And that's what's going on. We see it all over the world. Jesus said there'll be pestilence, pestilence, that is, that's Tammy, she said LGBTQIA, they're taking the entire alphabet, Tammy, the entire alphabet, you forgot the plus, yeah, that's exactly right, and what else did Jesus say, pestilence, pestilence, wars and rumors of wars, what do you think these things are? When we're, what they're talking about? Oh, look for the, look for the fall. We've got, another, we've got another variant. We've got a, a 2.0. If you thought the last time they were gonna try it was the last time they were gonna try it, absolutely not. Jesus prophesied there would be pestilence. There would be multiple times that you'd see these things happen. Multiple times, and we're seeing it. Now we're declaring in Jesus' name, it's not coming on this nation again by the power of the Holy Ghost. They're not shutting this nation down again in the mighty name of Jesus. We're declaring it by the power of the Holy Ghost. No more. We will not have a repeat of 2020 in Jesus' name. And by the way, I'm coming back on as we do every day at 12 noon, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray some of these things over our nation. We're going to join our faith together. We're taking 30 straight minutes of prayer pressing in. It's not me teaching on prayer. It's not me encouraging you to pray. It's not us journaling with praise and worship music going on for 30 minutes. We are pressing in and praying. We're praying. And so I want you to log back on at 12 noon and join me and let's pray. Let's pray for this nation. Let's pray for the church. Let's pray for those that are working in the kingdom. Let's pray for souls to come in. That's what we're going to do. We're doing it noon prayer and we're going straight in. Straight in. Oh, I know it. Kim Gibbs said it, it's the election infection. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not some kind of surprise that it comes right back around during election season. Not any kind of a surprise, absolutely not. Digital currency, Bible prophecy. Artificial intelligence, it facilitates Bible prophecy. Global elitism, there's this, there's this global goal to push us in a direction of one world control. You know, you, you hear these things, the one world alliance, the one world control, the new world order that the Bushes both spoke about, the new world order. I'm telling you, if people haven't figured it out yet, there is an antichrist plan. Now, here's here's the good news I want you to listen to. The Bible says that the church of Jesus Christ has total dominion. In fact, I want you to put it in the comments. I have total dominion. I have total dominion by the power of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Bottom line. I will, Jesus said, build my church. Hasn't he done it over the decades, over the centuries? You better believe he has. Over the millennium, of course. Of course, he's built his church. The church, all it does is expand. All the church does is expand. Hallelujah. More than ever, today there are more Christians than ever before. The gatherings of Christians today are larger than ever before. They're not just larger than any Christian gatherings ever, they're larger than any gatherings ever. That ought to blow people's minds. They're larger than political gatherings or music festivals or sporting events or anything. Cultural phenomenon, but nobody covers it on the news. But Christian, and not just any, Pentecostal Christian gatherings are the largest gatherings in the history of the world. I'm sure people don't know that fact. That's why I'm saying it. That's why I'm saying it. The largest gatherings in the history of the world. Nobody gathers like that, not even for the World Cup. Not even for the World Cup. Think about that. Think about that. (laughs) It's mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing. I'll give you one more that's interesting to me before we, before we pray, it's, it's wild that when you look at cellular technology, what we're seeing right now, I told somebody if you read Bible prophecy writings, you know, in the eighties, seventies, sixties, when they would treat passages in scripture, for example, where the Bible says that, uh, the antichrist will be, take a wound to the head and then he will be raised up and the whole world will see it and follow after the beast. That mortal wound to the head, that whatever it's going to be, an assassination of that man, that when he's resurrected, because he is trying to be what Christ was, when he's resurrected, the Bible says, and the whole world will see it and follow after the beast. The same thing when we talk about the two witnesses that are preaching in the streets and they're struck down and killed and their bodies are laid in the streets for multiple days, and the Bible says, and the whole world will see it. The whole world will see it. Those people used to write, well, what the Bible means is their world and their region will see it. Their their local world, not the whole world. Because people used to argue, people used to argue that, well, you know, the whole world can't see an event happen at one time. We can now. We can now. All we have to do is hold our phone up and turn the live stream on. And we can see an event happen at the same time right now. I can remember this really blew my mind. We were, uh, this was years ago, we were driving to a revival meeting and we had just switched and Carolyn had taken the driver's seat. I was in the passenger seat and I pulled up my phone and it was during the world cup and I, and I turned it on and I'm trying to remember where they were holding it that year. I think it was, I can't remember if it was France. Uh, I think it might've been France. Or something, I think it was France. And so I turn my phone and I'm sitting in my vehicle driving across the United States of America with, you know, I'm not in a house with a satellite dish. I'm holding a phone in my hand and I'm watching the World Cup matches live on my phone from a car, driving across the country, and they're being broadcast from Europe. And I'm seeing it happen in real time. This was decades ago. Years and years ago. I'm watching that. And it's like, whoa. If, if people thought it was not going to be possible, look now. Look now. Gina said, I wonder if we can watch the tribulation from where we're at at that time, if we even want to. Julie Sullivan said, is there Wi-Fi in heaven, Gina? Will you have your iPhone in heaven? There will not be Androids in heaven. But I'm just telling you. I'm sitting there watching that. And I'm like, look at this technology. And this is not even for anything uh, important. It's just, this is literally, this is the World Cup. But then you have somebody that's a world leader being assassinated and they'll be covering it on every news network. And then when he's resurrected, the Bible says, the whole world will see it. They'll see it. People will be watching As he comes back to life after taking a mortal wound to the head, and people will be amazed at what this world ruler is having happen, and they'll begin to follow him. The two witnesses laid in the streets, and people will see it on their phones. They'll see it on their televisions. The, The whole world can see an event happen. These things had to be in place even for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled, and they're in place. It's not like they're coming. It's here. Let me say this to you. Everything that needs to be in place for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled is in place. Everything, every single thing. I did an article years ago where I wrote about five technologies uh, that would be in place that would probably facilitate Bible prophecy. Nuclear weaponry was one of them. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see how all these things are ready to happen right now. So why hasn't Jesus come yet? Because the Bible says God is willing that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's continuing. He's not slow to fulfill his promise. He's continuing to give us more time to preach the gospel. He's continuing to give us more time to see souls saved. Jesus is coming soon, yes, but he's giving us more time to watch these things happen for the kingdom before it's too late. You say, what do you mean before it's too late? Jesus said, Jesus said this, we have to do the works of him who sent me while while it's still daytime, because the night is coming where no man can work. That's John 9, 4. And so Jesus was saying that once that night comes, no man can do any more work. It's a limited time offer. It's a limited time offer. And so right now, that's why there's such a push. I do these types of broadcasts to push you with an urgency and a boldness. It's time to get to work. It's time to do what Jesus called me to do. It's time to press in. It's time to go after souls. It's time to see breakthrough hit our nation. So we're praying. We're not, we're not praying for America flippantly. We're not, we're not praying lazily. Oh God. Hey Lord, it's us again. Just wondered if you wouldn't mind shooting a few blessings our way. I mean, people pray that way. People pray like that. What's up, God? It's us again. Listen, if you don't mind just shooting a few blessings our direction would really appreciate. There's people, and I'm not making that up. I've heard it. There are actual people who pray like that. We're not praying flippantly. We're not praying lazily. We're not praying uh, like it's a hobby. We are pressing in. We're going after it. We're asking God with with a zealous desire, a vehemence, a force. God. We're asking you for divine intervention. We need you to open up the heavens. We need you to blow your breath and blow every wicked thing away from this nation. We ask you to thwart every antichrist plan. Throw a wrench in the works. Destroy every plan of attack from the wicked ones. We ask you, Lord, to blow your breath and like smoke is driven away by the wind, blow the wicked away from this nation and this, this if our families and our ministries and our businesses, the work of our hands, our children. Blow every wicked thing away. Like wax melts in the fire. Melt every plan of the wicked by the fire of your Holy Spirit. We're praying vehemently. So I want you to join me at noon prayer. We're going in with boldness, asking God to do what only he can do. He's our only source. We don't put our trust in men. We don't put our trust in the government. Our trust is not in corporations or the culture. Our trust is in God alone. We pray in the name of Jesus and we pray by the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's why it's so vital that we go after it, that we are people that I, I would say this, what I call the, the victory tribe, the elite forces of the kingdom. It's like the special forces, ones that are not backing up, ones that are not complacent. There's plenty of complacent Christians. That's not us. That is not us. We're going to be the special forces of the kingdom. Say, what does that mean? The ones God can use for any good work, vessels of gold and silver that God can use for any good work. We're praying people, we're reading people, we read the word, we're praising people, we're soul winning people, we're faithful people, hallelujah, we're on fire people. This isn't a hobby, it's our lifestyle. Jesus isn't something we do on Sunday morning, he is our life, he's our savior, he's our Lord, he's our best friend, amen, and we're pressing in. Listen, I'm not, I don't want you to leave this and be like, well, you know, there's a lot of things happening. I don't know. I'm really worried. Don't be worried. You don't need to be worried. You've got a spirit of faith. You've got a spirit of joy. You've got a spirit of peace. And the Lord's watching out for you. Not only that, we're not set aside or a portion for increase. We are not set apart for in, or increase, sorry. We're not set apart for judgment. We are set apart for increase, protection, blessing. We're not called to carry burdens. We're called to carry blessings. We are not set apart or apportioned for judgment. No, Jesus took our judgment. Think about that. Jesus took our judgment upon his body on the cross. Took it. It's not for us. He took it from us. And now, blessings are our story. Amen, put it in there, Ben. I'm called to carry blessings. Every one of us. We're not called to carry burdens. We're called to carry blessings. Father, I'm praying for every person watching or listening. Let this broadcast be a turning point. Let their eyes be opened and they can see that we're right on the verge of the return of Christ. We're right on the edge of eternity. While many don't know Jesus, set us on fire to bring people into the kingdom. Lord, let us be vessels of gold. We purify ourselves today and ask you, use us for your glory. Use us for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you that you are. I thank you that you're opening doors that only you can open and that we'll run through in strength. We thank you that we have favor with you and with men. Lord, use us so mightily that it even blows our minds. Let the fruit come in to the kingdom, a harvest of souls that was prophesied. Give it to us, Lord, we ask you. Give it to us. The harvest of souls before Jesus comes, we'll see it take place. We thank you for putting protection around every one of us. We give you glory and praise that you're using us, that you chose us, and set us apart to be part of your family. We give you honor and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.